0: I will order my government to deny entry to all communists and all Marxists. Move Left Idiots a socialist talk podcast I'm your host Anthony Montarulo joined here by my co-host comrade Dracula comrade what's happening Barbieheimer
1: Barbieheimer is happening <laughs> I have I have my tickets to go see Barbie and Oppenheimer this Saturday we're Amazing. doing it Yes me and the girlfriend are going to go <coughs> to theater we had to like figure out like the like the run times of each movie and like i wanted to see an imax so the first thing i do was look up the imax show times uh and, and we kind of figured out like well how much time we had to get from one theater to the other you know and but i go to buy the tickets for imax and it, this is on sunday uh you know a week prior every single seat was already sold out except for a couple in the very first row <sighs> i'm just like uh my god <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be this is like a cultural moment right now. Yeah. Um. So we ended up getting tickets uh, at for both movies at the same place, and we'll have like an hour in between the two. So, but yeah, I mean, it's happening. We're doing it. Barbieheimer, <laughs> we're going to do the double feature for real. Did,
0: did you take the front row tickets? Or you found another showing that had like no, 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 no. So that was only for the IMAX. the The regular theater, I had no
1: problems getting tickets for. But the regular theater, you just fucking sit wherever the fuck you want. It's an old historic right. theater built in twenties, right, right, right. so uh, they're pretty small theaters, though. So, like, really, wherever you are, you're going to have a good seat, right? Uh, but the the crowd that shows up to shows at this theater, being that it's like a historic thing, like in the middle of like the fucking hipsterious neighborhood and the whole city is that you get really great crowd reactions to movies when you go there. It's not like you go see a movie in the suburbs and everyone's just kinda like, eh. Like you'll you'll see people, you know, bawling you know, at like the, I went to see uh the, the Spider Man, you know, no what is it, No Way Home? The one yeah. the one with all three of them. And people were like freaking the fuck out during that performance, right? Just hmm. crying and like screaming. It was just it was it was great. So I'm I'm looking forward to this. I mean and I know You know, one of these movies is kind of the opposite the other than the other tonally. (laughs) Yes. Um. But yeah. So I was like, so my girlfriend wanted to see Oppenheimer first, then Barbie second, and I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) The Oppenheimer is the main course.
0: (laughs) So, Uh, you know, she might have been right though, only because you might need like a bring you back from fucking. You know, uh, by all accounts, this uh, Oppenheimer has a pretty fucking. You know, historically downer ending. I, I almost wonder if it would be better to sort of you know, cleanse your palate after that with like, I a- don't,
1: that's the whole point is I don't want that. I want to have that feeling of being bereft yeah. stick with me. That's what I want cinema to do. I don't want to, you know, laugh it off with Ryan Gosling and Kate McKinnon and Margot Robbie afterwards. Right. Fair enough. So, but that's her whole thing is like, why well, don't want to feel sad afterward. I'm like, why not? That's what you go to the movies for is to have a lasting emotional experience that you carry with you when you walk out of the theater. You know that it's not just like you watch thing on Netflix and then the next day you forget forget what even happened in it.
0: You know, like and, and regar- regardless, though, whatever you end up seeing, you know, like the, if if a movie is good enough, it'll stick with you, kind of, you know, throughout your yeah, throughout your life to to some extent. I still think about you know certain movies that are, that affected me that I'll still you know even without having to rewatch him, I'd be like, oh man, that was, yeah, fuck, forgot that, you know, like, remember how
1: I felt yeah. watching that movie, yeah. so, you
0: know, hope I, I'm hoping that Oppenheimer, and it seems like, by all accounts, it is going to be that. Um, well,
1: it, it's so. really interesting too right now, because of the, 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 the writer's strike and the actor strike, like, nobody can promote the films, except for the director himself. So, Christopher Nolan's been doing morning show after morning show after morning show, and like, he, you know he wouldn't normally be doing that, under right. any other circumstance, <laughs> because he's this very posh, composed, um you know, tight, very emo- tight and very, and- <laughs> very unemotional British yeah. man, right? And yeah. morning shows are all about like being fired up and full of energy. And like, I, I watched uh, one of them, and this woman, like, she she fucking pronounced Killian Murphy's name, Cillian Murphy. And you could tell, like, Nolan was like, should I say something like he, <laughs> <laughs> so for the rest of the interview, he had to just out of politeness, didn't say Killian's name the entire rest of the interview. He just said he 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 he. And you could tell that he was like deliberately doing it out of niceness to not make her feel uncomfortable <laughs> because this is live television. You know, you can't go back and do not right. an take of it. Right. Um, but he's just he's so composed. He never like you never see him anything. Right. And then today I watched one of those like Wired magazines, uh, you know, actors react or actors answer um, like the, the most searched questions about them on the Internet. Right. Right. And it was so Robert Downey Jr. and Christopher Nolan together. And Robert Downey Jr. decided that he was going to get he was going to just going to be fucking just mile a minute riffing on every possible joke he could think of as inappropriate as possible for this thing <laughs> right. and nolan nolan at least 10 times cracked the fuck up like i've never seen that <laughs> i've never <laughs> seen him react to anything let alone completely loses his composure and cracking up
0: it was down over and over and over was Downey able to, to promote it because he was the producer but then actually act in it or what no was his i chop think, before
1: I, it was shot before, I'm sure okay. of it, because I, I've seen a ton of cast interviews on YouTube where it's all of them together. Right. Right. So I think they like they they knew that the strike was looming. So they were like, OK, we got to we got to do all this stuff ahead of time because, you know, there's there's no late night shows already. But, you know, it wouldn't matter. We can't go do interviews once the writer or the actors are on strike. So like, let's let's have a shitload of content ready to go when that happens now. I know that mission impossible did that too, but um, I I did hear that Tom Cruise was one of the people who was trying to get a waiver uh, to promote mission impossible. And he was actually on the negotiating team uh, or he was meeting with the negotiating team for, for SAG after. Right. And uh, the reporting was that, that when he asked that question, that it was a very awkward moment in the room.
0: Right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) they, They were like, Tom, uh, no yeah. <laughs> that's not no why don't you yeah no <sighs> so yeah it's, it, it's he's he's a weird guy he's he's just always been a weird guy because you know there, there yeah. are moments where he does come out and he's very you know kind of like pro actor and like seems to be trying to get the studios to do the right well, thing but it's he's just he's
1: very anti uh ai apparently right. oh you know, yeah he, for sure he, you know he's really anti cgi too um as is no one obviously but so yeah i mean you know there's no harm in asking but still like people are probably rolling their eyes um, but yeah, it's a weird time in media in general,
0: uh, in well, our I culture. Mean, um, yeah. It, it's just, you know, it, we, we talk about these two movies, but obviously the movie that everyone is, is flocking to theaters to see this weekend is of course, uh, sound of, <laughs> I almost said sound of fury. What the fuck is this stupid movie called? Sound of freedom. Sound of freedom. Sound, sound of, of freedom. freedom. Yeah. That's the movie. Everyone's flocking to theaters to see this weekend, obviously. Um, you know, we we've talked about this fucking movie before, um, and and you know, I, I call it a movie, but it really, it's just a uh, elaborate Ponzi scheme. You know, that's to based on a true story, <laughs> right? Of course, <laughs> based so, on which does, does a lot of heavy lifting in that sentence. But you know, I mean, it, it's it's a it's a mass driver basically
1: <laughs> for all it's lifting here. So we started talking about this movie a few weeks ago. Once it was, um, you know, it, it beat uh indiana jones and the dial of um oh god what was the good one i heard dial of uh, drudgery i think it was yeah whatever it was a lot of people have had fun with the with the title of it Mm -hmm. and it beat it because they were like basically you could donate money so that someone else could go get a ticket right (laughs) right and i saw a guy review this and say oh this is this makes their numbers unable to confirm as far as how many tickets actually were sold, because they had this disclaimer saying that, you know, this money may not even go to getting people tickets. So the guy who was making that video that I was watching said, well, yeah, I, I donated the money and it took my money right away. But then when I, I tried to test the other end of it and, you know, get a free ticket, it said, oh, well, your name's been put on a waiting list uh, for when tickets become available. <laughs> and he said well that was that was 48 hours ago and i haven't got any updates since then i'm like okay this is this is christian ponzi scheme mormon ponzi scheme actually and then it was started to come out that like this organization uh that he founded well the first thing i saw was that he had stepped away as ceo about a week ago and i'm like hmm, that seems a little odd. Right. And started looking more into it. And this, the uh, name of this organization, which he made it sound like they were a bunch of paramilitary, like Silver Corp USA commandos going down to rescue uh, child victims of of sex trafficking, all this shit, uh, calls itself Operation Underground Railroad. So it's a bunch of, of white Mormon men and they named the organization Operation Underground Railroad. Like that right there is already extremely problematic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, and it turns out he'd repeatedly been asked by people of color to change the name and he refused. Uh, and so, yeah, they style themselves as like these commando, uh, you know, Silvercorp guys that go down there and, and rescue kids. You know, down there being Latin America, which this is the movies basically uh, about a guy who, um, you know, works for Department of Homeland Security uh, in their... Uh, HSI, which is uh, Homeland Security Investigations, which is like the worst of the worst parts of the, the government, uh, and, and you know has to quit his job to go down there and rescue this girl, right? And this is based on this guy's true life events, and based on it, meaning that he did work for HSI and was stationed at the border, and he claims that he uh, caught this sex trafficker uh, just by pure intuition, pulled him out of the line at the at the border, and rescued this little boy who was being trafficked for apparently having sex right and he says he he says it was like god's divinity that must have you know made him grab this guy because he had no other reason and that's what takes place in the movie but then in the movie the kid has a sister who's in latin america who's also being trafficked so he goes down there to rescue her uh kills some cartel guy and brings her back none of that happened None of that thing happened. What really happened was he was an HSI agent at the border, and a border patrol agent caught this guy because he was crossing the border with a minor that wasn't his and forgot the kid's ID. That's the, they had a reason to pull him out. It wasn't God's divinity. It was that,
0: right? So they well, find- you know, it was God's divinity that made him forget his wallet back at you know the the, the fucking coyote shack before right. before he tried to make the crossing. So it wasn't even him that caught the guy, it was
1: somebody else and it w- and they caught the guy because of like a glaring evidence and the kid wasn't being trafficked. He was with an adult that his grandmother had pre- given him permission to be with and they'd crossed the border together several times. Oh. He wasn't even he wasn't even being trafficked. He wasn't even being kidnapped either. Right? So the whole fucking story is fake and but but it feeds into this QAnon conspiracy theory that this guy and Jim Caviezel uh, very much believe in that there, is, there are millions of children being forcefully kidnapped and trafficked for sex and organ harvesting for satanic rituals. Yep. They literally believe this shit. And this guy is he's from the Mormon community. Uh, and apparently the reason he's really getting in trouble now is because he's been defrauding donors for a long time. Wealthy people.
0: Really, I never would have guessed from this 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 fucking financial st- fucking structure he built this uh th- this marketing of Fur's movie on, but that's that's surprising to me to hear that. So,
1: this has been something that Mormons uh, who are aware of all the corruption within the Church of Latter Day Saints have been trying to kind of like sound the alarm on this guy for a while now, and they would just you know wasn't in the news, so nobody really paid attention, but. I found a blog post from 2020 from a website called Mormon Stories, which is kind of like a muckraking blog this guy has.
0: Mm.
1: And he had a like a podcast video on there. I'm like, you know, maybe this guy's a crank, maybe not. I'll watch this for a while. And he had this, um, he had an, uh, an investigative journalist who had uncovered a bunch of other actual corruption, like proven corruption cases within uh, the Church of Latter-day Saints. Most of it being Ponzi scheme type stuff. Mm. And I watched about an hour of it. And I'm like, okay, these people are pretty credible, right? So this was this was just... A, I'm just going to read a list of some of the things that this guy, Tim Ballard, and his business partner are not... No, this is Sean Rees. Is that is that the uh, Utah Attorney General? No. Sean anyway.
0: Rees? Yeah, I'm not sure.
1: There, there's some like, state Attorney General out there that's like, totally on board with this whole QAnon conspiracy and... You know, even if they find out something's not true, uh, they had they had the side conspiracy that there was some furniture company that was smuggling children. Oh, Wayfair. Yeah, there were smuggling children inside the furniture boxes and people believe that. And then once that turned out to be true, this guy said, well, even if that's not true, it still brought
0: uh, attention to the issue. So that's that means it's good. <laughs> yeah, no, that that, that makes sense that, that, you know, it makes sense to bring attention to an issue that's non-existent. That's that's, you know, that's good for the and, and this
1: is I mean, OK, first of all. So, yes, there is human trafficking, but it's almost always adolescents, not children.
0: Right. And it's almost always by somebody they know. Right. right. Why I say die non, in non-existent in, in any of the ways that they fucking think that it's happening in the basement of a fucking right. You like, know, you, DC pizzeria or in fucking Wayfair, you know, armoires or whatever. Right, that could be a couch in there, or it could be <laughs> uh, nine
1: children in a trench coat. You know. <laughs> right, but like you look at like the women, the young women who were trafficked to Jeffrey Epstein's island. They didn't just kidnap them and fly them there. No, they gradually befriended them and made them think that everything they were doing was, you know, normal and expected. Right, so that's what real trafficking looks like. It's not this fucking lunatic shit where you know so a bunch of black lives matter guys roll up in a van and then kidnap a you know white little 8-year-old girl and drive away and then suddenly she's in the in the sex industry that that just does not happen right right so there's a, a list of some of the things that this uh Tim Ballard who uh claims to be the guy the movie's based on uh has been accused of Uh, stockpiling $30 million in donations that are not being used to save children. That's up to $80 uh, million now. Mm. Uh, Excessive compensation to Tim Ballard, over $300,000 a year, unethical accounting that now is likely hiding Tim Ballard's total compensation. Uh, Lavish uh, lavish expenditures, for example, first-class flights, five-star hotels, dramatic helicopter appearances, uh, with no financial accountability for how these funds are being used. Uh, Using false statistics uh, to overstate the prevalence of child sex trafficking worldwide to lure donors uh, using excessive emotion and religious manipulation to lure donors, including claims to be uh, called by God and to be protected by God in ours work. That's the acronym uh, for their group <clears throat> using affinity with Mormon celebrities like Mormon apostle M Russell Ballard, Glenn Beck, and Elizabeth Ed smart deliver donors claiming credit for raids that they were not involved in engaging in illegal and unsafe raids, uh, quote, jump teams that often yield no positive results. So, yeah, some of these things they would do, they would, you know, televise it like it's a, you know, like a reality TV show. And they clearly look like they're staged because they're, you know, bursting in and like grabbing a kid and showing the kid's face live on camera, which right. like no, no actual organization that cares about the privacy uh, and and care of actual victims would ever do that. right? You know, like right. that's that just, you know, um, let's see, alleged savior behavior of, of jump team members, including illegal drug use during raids, sexual assault, etc. So some people think that's why he just quit his organization because there were internal complaints about his behavior towards other women, which, again, not surprising. Um, so it goes on and on. There's a few other things, but they get kind of, you know, a little bit too uh, in the weeds. But yeah, so and so now that he's getting called out, he's totally losing his shit, right? And this is what always happens. Remember what happened to the, to the Coney 2012 guy, where once people started to question, like, what he was actually doing with the money, you know, and why this warlord hadn't even been in this country for, you know, five years, like, you know, the child soldier thing, like, you know, no one wants child soldiers here, take my money, right? Right. The, after two weeks of stress of being scrutinized, he was caught you know, smashing car windows and masturbating naked in public. <laughs> you remember that meltdown? That now,
0: now I do that. You mentioned it. Yes. I, I, I,
1: I but he conned a bunch of people into supporting him. Like Aaron Paul was wearing the Coney 2012, 2012, shirt doing commercials for him and shit. Like these fucking celebrities eat this shit up. Right. Yeah. Cause they want to feel like, well, I'm rich. I better do something good with it.
0: Right. Right. No, of course. And you know, it's just, just a long line in, in the fucking, you know, now it's, now it's now it's a Mormon scam. It's usually a Catholic scam, but I mean, you know, look, it's the same basic target audience that they're fucking going after with these things. It, it, it's just, you know, uh, I guess when you're starting from a point of, like, these people are so gullible that they not only believe in this, but believe it so much that they're willing to be, like, I want this to be a major part of my identity. It's like this is, like, the easiest fucking pickings in the world for financial scams like this. Like, this is just, you know, Red won't somebody think of fucking, the children right
1: <laughs> seriously so I want to read exa- or a little excerpt from uh, uh, from Vice dated July 18 so just two days ago so this is, this is how recently like shit's blown up for this guy in an, uh, in an Instagram post uh, video post Monday evening shortly after Motherboard reached out to his representatives for comment Ballard told his viewers to quote expect more lies end quote about him assailing what he called the, quote, godless leftist media, end quote, for, quote, running interference for human traffickers, end quote, end quote, throwing everything at me right now. (laughs) So so if you criticize me, you're on the side of the the baby rapers. (laughs) Right. No, exactly. (laughs) And this is always like, you know, you know, when like the pastor or sermon, you know, or has to do like a sermon, right? And right. they come up with, like, they like make up a fucking story that's completely untrue. Like, well, the other day I was at the store and a young boy came up to me and said, sir, do you, you know, like, it's just from from the way it's delivered, you can tell it's not real. Like, right. they sentence, it is just fucking made
0: up. You can tell it's fucking fake. So, yeah. like,
1: you know, and what is the Bible, if not a bunch of fucking bullshit stories designed to make you think about something that you. You know, trying to compel, persuade somebody about something. Right. So those stories aren't real. They're fucking parables. Right. Right. So this idea of making up a story for a just cause, even though the just cause is me getting rich, uh, th- that is so ingrained into religion. Right. And and as somebody that didn't grow up with that, like, I kind of forget it. And I'm like, how is he thinking he can get away with this? You know? <laughs> and it's like, no, this is just you can tell any fucking story to these people and they will believe it. Any story, whether it's, you know, oh, yeah, I personally went down to Latin America and rescued this kid and killed, the you know, like they're like, oh, it's a true story. Well, why didn't you ever tell that publicly before? Well, some stories are just so good you want to save it for a movie. Like, (laughs) right. How how fucking dumb are you?
0: Yeah, no, it's absolutely preposterous. But, you know, again, this is the most fucking gullible audience on Earth. They start from the principle of they believe this absurd fucking thing, you know, to be true. So it's. Not really a stretch to think of any you know way that you can to extract some more money from them, um, and I don't feel bad, but it but it is just hilarious that um, if anything, the fact that that this is so obviously a Ponzi scheme that the whole tickenings thing, uh, if if nothing else, even fuels their paranoia. So it's like this guy's got to be like doing backflips every time he sees a video of some fucking like artificially blonde. Uh, you know, just moron in a theater being like, well, it said all these tickets were sold out, but look, there's no one in the seats because you know, they don't want nobody <laughs> to see this movie. They just you know, sold me a pair me and my husband a pair of tickets. That's all they sold. Like, like I, I just the leaps in logic that you have to make to to, 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 to see conspiracy In that direction versus the actual conspiracy of no, this is this is literally a conspiratorial crime that that is being committed that he's, you know, using for money laundering by saying, hey, I'm taking this money for ticket donations. And rather than saying, hey, here's a voucher for a ticket, they're just buying tickets to show massive box office numbers and having, you know, swaths and swaths of paid for empty seats and then yeah, nobody can actually get one of these free tickets to go see this movie.
1: It's it's astroturfing. You know, it's, it's like it, it, they would have had a better time if they were just giving the tickets away for free and actually getting people to go see the movie than this fucking thing that they did. Right. So, yeah, they got they got free publicity and they got a bunch of money. But like nobody's really seeing this movie.
0: <laughs> right. Well, that, and that's and that's the the. I would love to see the actual box office receipts, like for for who actually like bought a f- their own ticket and went to see this film. Like if, if this was not being you know marketed in this way.
1: Well, they never tell us that kind of thing. It's always just what was the you know how much money did it make and
0: just for inflation and well that's how you determine that. And but, I imagine theaters, it's almost impossible to tell in some cases. Like I'm sure the way that they're they're just probably having fucking you know, interns go and buy bulk tickets on fucking amc.com or whatever. Like, I doubt there's any real, you know, uh, traceability or method to this mad that like, I'm sure just, you know, on paper, unless somebody does some real hard investigating, which, Hey, you know, sec, maybe look into it. Uh, I don't think it'd be very easy, you know, on the surface without being well. able to pull like, you know, actual like security footage and like, just, really, like, in-depth fucking data to actually look at this and see what... And I'm not sure why, because you know, there's a lot of YouTubers that cover,
1: uh, you know, film reviews and, and you know, box office returns and things
0: like that, and everyone's just kind of, like, accepting that their numbers are legit. Th- which drives me crazy. I can't... That's the weirdest thing to me, but, I, again, it's just they're so... You know, unfortunately, most entertainment commentators, YouTubers, whatever are not deep thi- like th- there's some of them who have deep thinking and analysis when it comes to movies but they're not very rarely are they pl- deep political thinkers or you know they, they do they dive into these types of yeah. things you know what i well, mean it's uh, very rare the only
1: guy that i watched who talked about it just said well we, we there's no way to know what their actual numbers are but this is a really innovative way to you know to to raise awareness about a film that otherwise would have gone on i'm like D- you don't you don't think this is a pretty fucking suspect? I mean the I mean you know the fact that like the streaming companies don't release their their ratings that that is you, you know that that's used to hide data, right? To hide what the actual results are on for a reason. You, and but you're totally trusting of this like far right fucking angel productions
0: to to be honest about that. So, and you know the, the the crazy thing and the unfortunate thing is number one this obviously You know, set a template that all of these these hack fucking these like Christian film studios are going to follow going forward, um, because this is an easily easily replicatable model with with the literal dumbest group of people in the history of planet Earth, uh, you know, American modern conservatives. Um, So this is going to be very easy to replicate, uh, and theaters have no incentive to do anything about it, obviously, because they're fucking selling the tickets; they don't care. Um, The only way that this would actually get a stop put to it as if the sec or the government in some you know uh, capacity stepped in and looked at this um the fbi whoever but well, I, I don't know that that's ever going to come and i don't I even mean, know but
1: but are the theaters actually getting paid
0: well the, and that's the thing is like i don't know i don't know if there's actually any law being broken which is the even you know no, no, no. What, I, what i
1: mean is like if if i go to their website and donate money but well they are know.
0: buying i think they are buying tickets. Because they are show, it was the number one movie in America. Fucking a couple weeks ago, like it is.
1: But that's only based on their internal data, is what I'm saying. They're claiming that the tickets are sold, but if the tickets not redeemed, does the theater actually get paid? Because they 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 say on their their website explicitly, explicitly that that money being donated may not go to the theater to to the the tickets at all. Well, but they're counting that all of the money as a ticket purchased.
0: See. I think it's a I think it's a complicated scheme. So number one, they do have to buy some actual tickets to be. I would say if I had to take a real rough guess based off of no evidence whatsoever, but based on like how I would run the scam if I was them, I'd say fifty percent of the money they get do- donated goes to purchasing actual tickets because they do need to purchase actual tickets to get that box office dollar value that they're showing you know, as the number one movie in America, that's not even internal. That's like, you know, box office mojo or whatever that's showing that and I bet you the other half is just going right into this dude's fucking pocket, but I that to me would still be enough if they're getting that level of donation from these fucking gullible idiots to buy enough tickets that nobody's sitting in to make them the number one movie in America and then also to pocket, you know, a good chunk of that money you know, going towards, you know, Fighting human trafficking or whatever fucking bullshit they're framing it as. That would be my guess as to how this scam is running. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I'm. I'm guessing. You know, because
1: if if the theater is only getting paid for the tickets that people are coming to redeem, I, and there's I only a that's... couple people actually showing up, then the theater's not going to want to show movies like that.
0: But that can't and... be the case because they're showing th- this movie is making on paper money. And the only way that happens is if the tickets are purchased. I don't think that th- it doesn't right, matter to the But th- if they're
1: purchased. Does that mean that the theater is actually getting compensated for that money? Because they have the disclaimer on the website saying all of this money may not even go to any of the tickets.
0: No, if they're purchased, they are. You know, if you once you buy it from the website, that money goes to the theater, whether you show up or not. I don't think. their disclaimer
1: really says otherwise. The disclaimer on their website <laughs> specifically says otherwise.
0: The disclaimer on the theaters website or on the sound of that's, freedom on the sound of freedom website saying it it's, says
1: that the money
0: may not actually go to any t- and tickets at all and that's what I'm saying is they do it there's no way to game the actual box office numbers that this movie's showing meaning that they are at least taking some of that money and buying tickets which they cannot get money back for I do think that they're pocketing at least half of it though that that would be my guess is that they're getting you know a 100 million dollars a week let's just say as a fake number they're buying 50 million dollars worth of tickets that they're not giving to anybody or you know giving the five people that fucking ask for it on their website who gives a shit because they don't want to deal with the logistics and then that other 50 million goes right into their fucking coffers that would be my guess as to how they're running the scam but there's no Mm -hmm. way that they would actually show that box office number if they weren't buying tickets in bulk because the way that they would actually run this. If they wanted to do this legitimately, if they genuinely wanted to take donations so that as many people could see the movie as they want, they would take the money and then just buy like promo codes or they would work out some agreement with theaters to then give like vouchers to people to get free tickets. But they're not even doing that. That's that's what's not happening. They're just, you know, Mm -hmm. that's why I think it's it's a sophisticated scam. Uh, that I do hope somebody actually looks into. But but they do have to be buying some tickets that nobody's sitting in for it to... And and the and just the anecdotal shit where all the fucking loony conservatives are showing, like, look, here's the website where it says all these tickets are sold, but no one's in the theater. That means the theater doesn't want to have anyone see this movie. You know, versus the actual... No, just, you know, the company bought a bunch of tickets that nobody's going to use, and then right. they get to say it's the number one movie in America when fucking... 500 people saw it opening weekend, you know? Right. <clears throat> Total scam, but, you know, hopefully this guy yeah. goes to jail, but I doubt it.
1: I, I, it sounds like he might, because he just, I just saw this today. He just quit another uh, thing that he was running. Um, let's see. Tim Bayard, celebrity anti activist whose heavily fictionalized exploits, served as the inspiration. Da, da, da. Uh, he just quit uh, CEO of the Nazarene Fund, the Glenn Beck-backed <laughs> anti-trafficking this guy was like ceo of like a bunch of fucking scams right and he's quitting all of them right now at the same time just as his film is being so successful that's weird timing right yes yeah. <laughs> so yeah it, it's i'm sure there'll be more updates on this story um i don't have any more updates about the ocean gate ponzi scheme but yeah <laughs> there was somebody who well that was one thing i saw and somebody, you know we've, we've, we've heard so much bullshit about how, you know, what a tragedy this is and, you know, uh, what have you, but somebody kind of summed it up a little bit bigger and said, when was the last time somebody got away with murdering two billionaires?
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's a good question, but yeah.
1: And, and made them pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: <laughs> to right? Boot? No, I know the hero. We didn't realize that we needed but
1: uh, yeah, well, anyway. somebody somebody said they thought he had a death wish that he like knowingly knew that one day this thing would implode and that that would make him famous. And that's what he wanted more than anything was
0: notoriety for anything possible. Right. It's, it's yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's the Tom Cruise principle, <laughs> but no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But um, yeah, it, it it's just fascinating. I, I was just, I was just Googling apparently sound of freedom uh, across the $100 million mark at the box office this weekend, which again, Is complete bullshit. There's no way that movie sold nearly that many tickets, you know, but (laughs) but like sold to legitimate people. I'm sure that they physically sold to somebody, to some fucking, you know. Well,
1: they also were doing, you know, the the price of the ticket on that website is fifteen dollars. Right. So, I mean, there's some
0: theaters in like a big
1: city where that's how much.
0: (laughs) Right. But the vast majority especially for this audience, the fucking matinee audience that they're catering to would be like eight bucks a ticket for this fucking. Right. Right. So the (laughs) fact
1: that they're, they're basically charging like double what these tickets would actually be for at the theater is also throwing it way off too. So yeah, just, just the worst fucking people in this country. Another, another worst person in this country is a a country singer who I didn't even know existed uh, because I don't listen to country music and uh, hate white trash. A uh, guy named by the
0: name of Jason Aldine. You know this guy only because of this. So I I've heard the name before, but I couldn't you know pick him out of a fucking lineup at a Chili's or, uh you know tell you any, of, any yeah right or <laughs> tell you any of the songs that shitty songs that he sings. But um yeah this this guy's in the news and and not since. Not since Toby Keith and that other fucking idiot uh, uh guy the the have you have you forgotten guy uh have we seen such just absolute fucking shameless pandering to the dregs of culture uh as we're seeing with 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 this Jason Aldean song I mean at least with Toby Keith, Keith you know he wanted to put a boot up the terrorist's ass right like he he had you know Sort I thought there was like reason. some like like boot up like liberals asses too if you don't agree kind of thing and that's all. I'm but sure I... that was implied, but yeah, <laughs> too. but it
1: was you know. But th- this is just I hate half the country. I right. hate half the country that isn't white, doesn't live in the su- in the suburbs or the fucking cornfield. Uh, and it, this is yeah. So the, the name of this song is "Try That in a Small Town." That's like. Uh try try what? Try try what what am I supposed to try? Um and so this was this this blew up real big and it immediately became like a cultural war uh thing where you know loses about family values and respect. But like every line of lyric in this song is a fucking dog whistle. Every yep. single one. So I wanted to read a couple here. He starts off by describing the things that He thinks people do a lot in cities that you'd be a fool to try in a small town. So he he writes here, sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk. Carjack an old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool. Well, act a fool if you like. Cuss out a cop. This is getting better. I was gonna say yeah. No, that <laughs> this, this sounds this sounds pretty good actually. Spit in his face, the cop's face. Stomp on the flag and light it up.
0: Oh, all right, hell yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm just like, all right. <laughs> this, this is pretty good. Pretty good anthem up until this. Uh, next he, couple he's of been weeks. he's been you know he's like oh, I've been around since the occupy days, but I never just never really said what I felt back then. Uh-huh. Uh st- yeah uh you, yeah you think you're tough? Well, try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Around here, we take care of our own. Uh, got a gun that my granddad gave me. They say one day they're going to round it up. Well, that ship might fly in the city. Good luck. <laughs> so this is just
0: like, this is he. This it, is just like, if you were black in my general vicinity, I'm going to shoot you is, in the face is, with my is, shotgun. This he's, is the lyrics of this song.
1: Seriously this is like he's the sheriff of a sundown town. Right. You know, like if you're caught in this town after dark and you're black we're going to lynch you. So and so people were outraged by this and saying this is divisive and you know it's just like clearly trying to you know take issue with black lives matter. Um, the video is a mix of you know footage of people riding uh and like surveillance store camera footage of people mugging kind of kind of shit and then it cuts to them playing the song In front of a courthouse where a man was actually lynched.
0: Yeah. Famous site of a
1: lynching. Famous site of a lynching. Of all the places you could have done it, we did it at the actual site of an actual lynching. Just try that in our town.
0: Not since Bill Clinton's fucking presidential announcement campaign at the fucking, you know, another famous lynching site, I believe. Uh, have we seen such an obvious fucking dog whistle to scare well, whites? Bill Clinton probably didn't know that because he doesn't care. But these guys chose that oh, no, for no, 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 very no. I mean, specific. Oh, he do? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to look it up while you're talking. I forget the exact site, but uh, but it was something very deliberate. Oh, and I mean, yet... like,
1: he, he probably didn't know before it was already scheduled. Like, he didn't personally well, know. And then they told him, and he was like,
0: eh. <laughs> Like so, he was indifferent to it. Right. Um but yeah, keep going with that while I look this up.
1: Yeah. Well, so it but it's another case of like a a a, a guy who grew up wealthy, pretending to be like poor and like, like Kid Rock. Kid Rock grew up he didn't grow up on the street, he grew up in like one of the wealthiest suburbs outside of Detroit. Um so this guy, Jason Aldine, uh, was born in Macon, Georgia, population one hundred and fifty thousand. Not exactly a small town. And now he lives in a mansion in Nashville. Not exactly a small town. So it's just like, <laughs> again, just feeding on the, the fear and racism and homophobia and just general anti-government sentiment that, you know, is just makes up half this country. You know, and just trying to get those these people frothing at the mouth, make them think that, you know, child sex trafficking is rampant everywhere. It's just I mean, I get the. The purpose of why they do that you know because they know that they have an audience of racists but still it just it blows my mind that people like there's no there's no new low right there's never a point where it's like no i don't think we should do that that's that's just
0: that's that's beneath that's beneath no 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 bounds of of good taste ever enter into these these people's fucking minds it's just not even something that that occurs to them and they're already
1: they're already playing this song as the as the warm up for uh, Nikki Haley's uh, re-election campaign. You, there was a video of it today. Just, Not just, surprising. I'm just sure it make... Yeah, he'll he'll be invited to the next GOP convention.
0: Oh, for 100, percent he's playing Trump's inauguration. I mean, that's you know this the, the he'll be playing on the fu- you know right right in between like you know Tiny Dancer and Don't Stop Believing like that, that that's <laughs> gonna make the playlist. Seriously. Oh god. So you know I so I looked at, okay so I was slightly off. So it wasn't a lynching site. It was a uh federal prison, Stone Mountain Correctional Facility and he made the announcement uh I keep this image is is indelible in front of like 30 black guys wearing all white like prison jumpsuits and like white hats and it no, was like I know. his I know that one. his yeah. like his tough on crime fucking right. pitch. So yeah, and no, I was at Stone Mountain Correctional Facility. Um in, and you in, in the you that segregation is South? Like it's it obviously fucking, you know,
1: yeah, it's the South. So I, I was going to question whether those were like the actual prison, uh, uniforms they would normally wear or if they have, oh, maybe, rhythm, but you know, especially for, for that occasion, for that photo op. Um, I don't know what's worse. Oh, seriously. Well, I mean, it's, but like, it's the South. So they, they like to try to make it look as humiliating as possible. Right, Sleeve a right?
0: their, their prison population. But you like, know, the, yeah,
1: have them wear stripes like it's the
0: 1850s still. Right, right. Uh, yeah, out in the fucking field, like clanging fucking rocks and, you know, splitting rocks for seriously. some unknown purpose. Like, still, still nobody probably could explain why they even would fucking do that other than just, you know, breaking their spirit. But. Yeah, because it sucks. Yeah,
1: what was that? Guy, what was the guy, the sheriff out west, who uh, would oh, make all the prisoners
0: God. wear pink and like parade them
1: through the the downtown? Was that Arpaio
0: or was it the the, the black guy, uh, David? Yeah, Clark? no,
1: that that was him because he got he got in trouble and then Trump pardoned him or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, Arpaio, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then he ran for senator or governor or some shit, and he he got fucking trounced. Thank God, but uh, <laughs> yeah. What a nightmare that guy would have been. Yeah. So yeah, this th- th- this thing's a whole a, a total fucking scam. But we should move on to some of the other kind of topics we wanted to hit. Quick. Yeah, that's all uh, I had
1: for that stuff. I had a couple um, of little quick ones. Um, uh, wanted to mention real quick the uh Kamala. <laughs> the speaking of the right getting pissed off about things that do exist is Kamala actually said something smart, but on accident. Uh, this week didn't mean uh, she to. was didn't mean to. Yeah. Well, so. She was talking about how we need to switch to clean energy and electric cars and reduce our population for the sake of the planet. And I was like, yes, yes. Finally, we're having a serious talk about overpopulation. But it turns out it was just she misread her teleprompter, which said (laughs) reduce pollution. She misread that as population. So, of course, the people that are are terrified that, you know, of, of white genocide jumped all over that. To say this is what the climate activists have always wanted to reduce our population. It's like
0: there are uh, just as many psychos yeah, on the left about that. that too, though. For the in the other, you know, in, for for other reasons, who think that that's some fucking, you know, oh, genocidal I know. Nazi fucking. To it, say it, that, it, like, it, hey, maybe there are too many people and we're consuming too many resources is somehow, you know, a genocidal. Well, Nazi they think it's eugenics. Ideal, yeah, which is yeah, ridiculous. nobody's saying like round people up and fucking like off them. It's just like, hey, maybe like let's make the choice to not have as many fucking kids going
1: forward. Right. Like, you, you know that we all eventually die anyway, right? Like, you don't have to round people up and kill them because everyone has a, a finite amount of time on this planet before they die, right? Right. So, it's, I mean, it's pretty simple, but that's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's definitely a reactionary thing on the right and the left, part of the left. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's nobody who's like serious about climate justice that isn't aware we're overpopulated. It's just, right. you know, we're, we're trained to hear uh, any talk about reducing the human population is like, you know, death camps and blackhawk helicopters or some shit right 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 but anyway so yeah the white house website corrected it unfortunately but uh we can dream hopefully someday we'll have politicians that can be real
0: like jimmy well, carter and, and explain <laughs> that the fucking difference between those two things that it's not that it's not you know it, it, it's not in any way eugenicist to say like hey we consume way too fucking much there's way too many people on the planet we need to make real efforts to, you know, and that's something that people criticize China all the time for. They're kind of one, you know, and and you could say, you know, problems with the implementation, but I don't think that the principle of like, Hey, there are already too many fucking people here. Don't have so many kids is not an unsound principle. I think it's a sound principle. It's just, you know, when you say that people who are fucking really self-absorbed and like to have, you know, 15 fucking little clones of themselves, don't, don't really, I think can't people wrap just don't their heads
1: fathom, that. they can't wrap their heads around what 8 billion people means. Right. Like, it, it, the, the human race would be just fine with 1 billion people. Right. In fact, that's the only amount of people we can have and still have a sustainable planet. Right? So, like, and, and I'm sure if we ever dipped by even 1 billion, people would lose their minds.
0: Oh, God, yeah, Espe- it, especially it just, if it was, like, more, like a disproportionate amount of white people that, like, or, you know, disproportionately the, 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 the demographics globally shifted. Like, that would be the ultimate fucking, like, you I know, mean, head explosion. Th-
1: they're already losing their minds that the birth rate in the first world, you know, in the West is slightly slowing. Like, it's still increasing, but not as fast as normal, and that's going to ruin the economy. So we got to, like, get people to keep having more babies. Right.
0: Right, and and by the way, yeah, anyone who un- who who's constantly like up to date on the birth rate, that's the actual fucking racist, genocidal media. Like anyone who is like, you know, we need, to, we need to, we're our numbers are fucking fall. Who treat the fucking birth rate like the stock market, like they need to fucking buy and sell, you know, the right. different races. Like that's those are the real fucking psychos. Don't don't act like those fucking people who are saying like, hey, maybe we should, you know, consume a little bit less are the ones who are the crazy right. ones.
1: Well, they're the people who don't want to become the minority that they think so less of.
0: Right. Um, so yeah, what else? Or don't do I want I got to be here? killed by the you know, the the oppressed groups that they've that they've oppressed and killed for so many years and you know. Right. Um, let's
1: see. Oh, John Kerry, who's our climate envoy to, to the UN or the COP twenty seven or whatever the fuck it is. Whatever John Kerry, his position, uh, yeah. John Kerry says under no circumstances will U.S. pay poor nations for climate damages.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, it's not like it's our fault or anything, you know, not like we're the the world's biggest fucking climate emitter. Um, But, you know, we already
1: the thing is, like, we we already. So let me just read a couple paragraphs here. John Kerry, U.S. President Joe Biden's climate envoy made a clear uh, made clear at a congressional hearing Thursday that Washington has no intention of of compensating impoverished countries for destruction wrought by the fossil fuel driven climate energy, uh, I'm sorry, climate emergency, despite playing an outsized role in creating it and continuing to accelerate it. During the United Nations COP 27 summit held last year in Egypt, delegates agreed to establish a loss and damage fund through which rich nations can provide poor ones with financial resources to help cover the escalating costs of extreme weather disasters, which are growing in frequency intensity due to the unmitigated greenhouse gas pollution. Asked by Rep. Brian Mast, Republican of Florida, chair of the House Foreign Affairs Subcommittee on Oversight and Accountability, whether the U.S. would allocate money to uh, to eligible nations harmed by increasingly common and severe droughts, storms, floods, and other climate change exacerbated catastrophes carry uh, emphatically rejected the idea no under no circumstances said Kerry. so we apparently agreed to do this at the cop 27 in egypt and now we're saying oh well, we're not going to be the ones to do it though richest nation on worth no
0: well and again who the fuck is he to even like yeah sure you're the fuck you're a fucking envoy but you know i i it, it's just everyone's fucking government just sucks so much it's unreal it's just unbelievable.
1: Yeah. And and totally unrelated headline I, I see here from um Yahoo News. Why is Joe Biden so unpopular?
0: <laughs> it's a
1: real mystery.
0: Yeah, no, I can't quite put my I, finger on it.
1: Yeah, I don't have anything to read from that article. I didn't even copy anything to read from that article, but it, it was it included questions like Biden has done so many has delivered so many progressive promises, and yet his numbers continue to plummet. <laughs> it's like <laughs> uh yeah i I don't know what those progressive promises he delivered on were but
0: i'm sure they didn't actually name any of them or you know didn't frame them honestly if they did name something it
1: it was a hyperlink to another article and i didn't hate myself enough to click on it
0: so right no for (laughs) sure oh christ all right so um here's another headline oh did you have set mouse no 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 i was gonna yeah i was gonna mention the next thing so go ahead sure uh oh just this just another just a headline
1: um that made me want to kill myself elon musk says his new ai venture could help us understand why we haven't met any aliens yet (laughs)
0: like yeah the man who can't make a car that doesn't fucking kill people i trust him to understand the 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 deeply uh the the deeply fucking you know rooted world of, of ai and how it operates and then you know but, alien but that's intelligence. What he, that's the that's what he
1: wants to use it for is to figure out why we haven't been contacted by aliens yet. Like, why not talk to an astrophysicist about the impossibly long distances between planets or the incredibly short amount of time that civilizations are predicted to actually last long enough to even send out a radio signal to be heard at the same time as anybody else thousands of light years away? Like, let's, you know, well, how and- long have we been a society?
0: Ten thousand years, and it's not even like it would be a crazy idea that like a, a ra- first of all, any race that could that that could actually reach uh, our planet would have to be you know on a complete different plane of existence in terms of technological advancement, you know, to have figured out the fucking uh, the, the 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 unsolvable riddle of how to you know travel faster than light, but if that society did exist, like, do we really think that they're going to like come and show with us? Like, I I feel like that's like the last thing that that would be on a priority list for society that we, we, we always project sort of human emotions, human curiosity, human sort of motivations to, to this, this theoretical idea of, of, you know, life existing in other parts of the universe. And, you know, obviously it's very unlikely that life you know exists techno- and and has evolved technologically to the point of of being able to to visit our planet from another fucking solar system but i can't imagine that that i don't know i mean I'm, I'm i for sure think that there is some sort of you know living organism on another planet that that seems like that's a statistical improbability that 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 wouldn't be the case but very likely they would be bound to their planet the way we are to, to a large extent, you know, like we've, I we mean, kind of uh, hopped away, but
1: does he understand like what communicating with other planets would have to involve? Right. Like you have to, okay. We've sent out a bunch of radio broadcasts, just kind of blasted out in random directions, right. To see what's out there, but to actually, you know, communicate with somebody, you're looking at a star that's, you know, you're looking at where the star was, Hundreds of thousands of years ago. Right. Right. And you got to beam a, a, you know, a signal to where it's going to be in the future for them to receive so, it. Right. So you'd have to predict, you'd have to know where the fucking planet is. Right. And there's only, a, you know, a handful of stars that we can even see their planets. And that's still because it's in the past, right? You're it's the speed of light. So you're seeing that where that light was hundreds
0: of thousands of years ago uh, and this is, <laughs> so and this yeah. is why building even a time travel device on earth would be nearly impossible because you'd even have to account for the position of, of the planet not only where you be where you are on the planet but where the planet actually is in physical space in the universe from one period of time to the other it it's be an infinite infinitesimal small you know window of actually getting that calculation right even to transport yourself to the exact same spot you're standing in five minutes prior um, and now just extrapolate that by a planet that you've never visited and can, cannot even see, you know, without insane, like, you know, equipment, like it's, it's just not even something that's, that's fathomable. I I don't, I don't, I don't
1: know what you're talking about because, because, I know for a fact that the Twin Pines Mall is in the same place no matter what year it is.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is, Relative, it is a, there's it actually is a, a, a,
1: <laughs> a, a relativity constant where the entire universe revolves around the Twin Pines Mall. <laughs> um, Everywhere else could be somewhere else, but that one point is at the same point in space time no matter what year it is.
0: There was some – and I haven't actually watched it yet, but I heard about some movie that actually grappled with that I, that concept, the fact that you're not only – wrestling with you know the uh, space time but you're actually wrestling with the idea of fit like when you're trying to create a device or machine to to help you travel through time like the actual physical space that you know you would if you actually zip back and forth to the same location you would be okay in so the vacuum of space
1: just, just uh, so i'm gonna take a sheet of paper and i'm gonna fold it over and then i'm gonna <laughs> no, stick a pencil through it
0: not, so that not you understand what a wormhole is. <laughs>
1: And I'm going to do it while we're already like several weeks into the mission in space because, you know, clearly there wasn't time to, you know, <laughs> there was no teach time this, for this to reason. you in the training for the mission ahead of time. No, you're going to find out what you're doing after we're there. God. <laughs> they, uh, I, the, so the pitch. Meeting I love that movie, too. But it,
0: that, that scene is so fucking yeah classic Nolan ov- over fucking uh, exposition.
1: It's it's so the the pitch meeting for Interstellar just came out today,
0: right? Like <laughs> right. I guess he good he timing ran, with Oppenheimer, you know.
1: Yeah, and oh god, there's so many so many things that are just make no fucking sense in that movie.
0: <laughs> but you just, know, it, it's more of a that movie is more of a vibe movie anyway. I mean, and, of but, course, and, and, of course. But honestly, a lot of the planetary science in that movie is super sound. It's just yeah, there's a lot of little things like that that are just, you know, real fucking I, I don't interact with many people Christopher Nolan level. Like this is how I have to explain this concept rather than just kind of think of a, you know, a, a way to either have this character be, it, it, it almost borders on the Armageddon. Like it's easier to train a bunch of drillers to go up to fucking to an asteroid than it is to train asteroid uh, astronauts had to fucking drill a hole in an asteroid. <laughs> level it's, of you know
1: you know in the whole time dilation thing too it's like I get you're close to a black hole but like why would they there be you know decades more time dilation on the surface of this planet than in orbit and you the planet would have to be so dense that you wouldn't be able to walk on it um how the fuck did they not notice in you know scanning the planet that there's 600 foot tall waves? Uh, and and once you realize there were six hundred foot tall waves and it was uninhabitable, why would you go running back for the thing that had the data and risk your life? <laughs> it's just like Good I get point. you're trying to make a really fucking tense scene, but like this is needlessly complicated. And the idea that you're looking for a new home for the human race, but you didn't you know, look to see if there's 600 foot tall waves down there before you made a landing is like, come on. <laughs> come
0: Especially on. with the level of technology that seems to exist in this future, you know, uh, this future world that, that that movie takes place in. It's, if
1: there's that much time dilation, why not just send down the robot by itself? It seems perfectly capable of doing everything you needed to do without you going down there too.
0: Up to and including piloting the craft. Like it, it literally pilots, you know, that takes off and lands that fucking pick, rover. It can
1: pick up the probe, it can can change form it can talk it can think it's like why would you like oh yeah let's have half the crew go down there and then the other guy is up yeah. there for 25 years by himself going crazy <laughs> developing space madness
0: yeah. <laughs> space dementia Fucking. Now, i do like how i do oh, like how the,
1: how Matt damon only had to be alone for like you know a couple years to go <laughs> stark raving mad right but the other guy's up there alone for 25 years and he's just like, eh, whatever. I need to return one day. <laughs> right. He
0: just he shows up. He's all fucking great. They're like, what happened to you? He's like, oh, I was just, you know, I was waiting for you guys to come back. I was <laughs> doing just, some math equations on the board. Just, <laughs> just,
1: you know, as an only child, I, I was kind of born for this, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Good shit. Yeah. No, Oppenheimer's gonna be awesome. Um I feel like Oppenheimer's gonna
1: be like he he's hopefully i think he's put a lot more thought into the characters and not just like hey what's a really and, crazy sci-fi premise you right know?
0: and that's and that's the you know that's the hope because it's a biopic or whatever you know however he's framing it it's, it is a historical piece that it is going to be a lot more character driven uh and he casts his, his favorite fucking actor in in killian murphy in the yeah. lead so you know i I, I, that dude's such a great actor, such an underrated actor. I'm, I'm very excited to see what he does with that well, role. He,
1: he carried one of my favorite horror films as a completely unknown actor with with 28 Days Later. I mean, I remember oh, yeah, when that yeah, movie yeah. came out, it was like who is this guy? I think that was the
0: first time I saw him, right? Because that was like, what, 03 or something? It was really early on in fucking... Uh... Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. And everyone was... It was like, you know, shot on like, you know, low quality video or whatever, but... Just and this is before Walking Dead, you know, where you know we now every day we think, oh, well, the the real mo- monster and zombie movies isn't the zombies; it's the fucking military people or the cops mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. Um, and that movie did that more than anything, and and really, it, you know, like to be a leading man and also be a completely unknown actor, like that's not a risk that many m- studios are going to take, <laughs> you right. know. Um, but yeah, great, and and you know, I stuck with all five six however many seasons of Peaky Blinders they did uh and and another show that was you know started out as kind of being more style over substance and just kind of a vibe but I think the actors really elevated it over time and it finally like the final season of that is show is phenomenal Hmm. um it gets really political too, because it finally catches up to like when the Nazis are starting to be on the rise. Right. <laughs> so it's like, hey, Tommy Shelby, like we know you're like this gangland boss and everything, but uh, it, like it, these guys are fascists. So we got to do something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got to check that out. Yeah, no, I, I just it, I've always kind of had like an a, a somewhat of an aversion to Netflix shows. Like if you you know a few I'll watch and I'll like kind of push through it, but by and large, their their original content is
1: probably uh, well, more than
0: hits. It,
1: so it was originally on BBC and was released on Netflix simultaneously, I ah, believe. Okay. So but, it was, one of those but it was. Partnership things, yeah. Yeah, but it was made by the BBC. It doesn't feel like a Netflix okay, show okay. at all.
0: Okay, so, no, that, that, that's better for um, sure. That is they did that to to a lot of shows.
1: Yeah, oh, and it's got Jurassic Park Guy in the first couple seasons, too. Sam Neill? Yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. He's he's the uh, kind of one of the villains for a little while.
0: Hmm.
1: And then later on, Tom Hardy. Oh yeah! yeah. Plays a Jewish gangster and steals every scene that he's in, uh, as as only Tom Hardy can. I mean, not only Tom Hardy, but the way he steals scenes. Right, right. Uh, And then the show gets the last couple seasons gets really political into because he like Tommy starts to pretend to be a a socialist politician, uh, and then he fakes it until he makes it. Like he finally starts becoming the thing. Like he he redeems himself, um, Mm. and it's a like you don't really see the redemption art coming because it doesn't have have any of like the Sort of like the the hallmarks of a redemption arc, but it kind of happens on its own, accidentally. And when it finally does, you're just like, "Oh, this show is fucking like I don't even know if I had it set up to be like that from the beginning because it never
0: it never feels like that." that yeah. yeah,
1: well, it's not one of those things where you feel like the character's sitting rock bottom and they've got to like you know prove
0: themselves in some kind of way. Well, I wonder if Killian Murphy kind of directed that direction because he is very. Uh, Irish and I mean that in a very good way <laughs> like he gets very offended when people call him like you know like say that he's from the UK or anything like that right. so it's very possible that he has very left politics Uh, you know so he, just be, he could have pushed it in that direction for sure. Well I'm sure they did because I mean the very first season um
1: he's like very much opposed to the socialists and the labor workers going on strike and everything. he's very much just like you know criminal underworld is the only thing that matters to me family's the only thing that matters to me and then he finally starts to kind of see the light on some of that stuff. But mm. like they don't, there's like a huge span of time between when that takes place. So you never feel like there's like a through, th- uh, like a through thread right. of that in the show. It's kind of just like, oh, hey, remember where we started out? Well, here's where we're ending it. Hmm. Um, but yeah, again, like amazing actor, um, you know, and also the fact that he's only like five foot six.
0: Is he really? I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, he's a really short guy.
0: <laughs> I, mean, I <laughs> just had assumed to, he's tall because like they he's, he's he plays, you know, bigger than he is. That's that's funny.
1: Right. Well they had to cast a bunch of other short people in Peaky Blinders because they have a lot of like, you know, guys walking down the street in slow motion in trench coats, <laughs> right? Scenes in that in that show with like, you know, Nick Cave and the bad seeds music just blasting over top of it as loud as can
0: be. So Did you ever see um, Sunshine that, that I think it was like oh six, oh seven? Uh, Little Miss Sunshine. No, no, I don't no. Know. no, no, no. <laughs> it, it, Killian Murphy's in it. It's a really good sci-fi sort of horror movie, sci-fi thriller. Um, no, I haven't seen that one. It's it's about like it, I think they have to like turn the sun back on with like a nuclear bomb or some shit. It's a Danny Boyle oh. movie. It's it's really good. You should check it out. He's uh he's, what year was that? Uh oh oh seven. It came out. Looks hmm. like.
1: It sounds familiar. It, I feel I'm, like it had like sure. a low
0: budget. Like it, it, it looks really good, but it was like a fairly unsung release. I remember it being one of those like, you see it in the fucking DVD bin at Walmart, and you're like, oh, this looks interesting, and then you watch, you're like, what the fuck is this movie? Holy shit! Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's worth a watch well, for you, sure.
1: You you still haven't seen Dunkirk, have you?
0: No, no, that's oh my god. I know. Oh, I'll, I'll watch it at some point. <laughs> I'll definitely watch. He's it at he's
1: really point. good in that in 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 showing. You know what? Somebody who's actually been through like I'm. I'm just so sick of all like the oh, oh Ridley Scott Black Hawk Down like that
0: those kind of fucking movies oh, well, Band of Brothers bullshit. Maybe that's what's kind like, of turned me off to it initially. Is I just never liked war movies for that reason because it's always a lot of sort of you know apologetics uh, and 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 right. very you know uh, very sunny framing. I think of of a lot of these stories, but yeah, I mean it's it, it, I guess it's not really. no no
1: there's no um there's no real battle scenes at all Hmm. right because it's about the evacuation of dunkirk right right it's they they were they were running away from the battle (laughs) but um but yeah so killian plays somebody who's um trying to flee the beaches of dunkirk and uh gets picked up by one of the flotilla of boats of the citizen boats that are, have been assigned to go uh, help rescue. And uh, he doesn't react too well to being told that they're headed back to the place he was fleeing. (laughs) And uh, therein lies the drama of his character, but that doesn't spoil anything. It's just, it's, it's, it's a very realistic look at what war is really like without really showing too much actual war. So, All right. Well, uh, yeah, I think that does it for us this week. Um, I had one last funny thing because I always want to end on something funny. You're gonna like this one. All right. Uh, (laughs) Israel struggling to recover ancient artifacts. Trump took to Mar a Lago. (laughs) 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 The guy is a fucking pack rat. He he seriously is.
0: Wasn't there that one story about how like someone. I want to say it was like a coach of a football team or something, like lent him or like let him see their like Super Bowl ring or some sort of ring, and he just like kept it. I, 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 I it, it, it's ringing so bells now. Um, but yeah, now continue with that. Uh, with yeah, story.
1: Israel lent several antiquities to the White House in 2019, including ancient clay lamps for a White House Hanukkah event. Unfortunately, Donald Trump was president at the time, which means the artifacts are now at Mar-a-Lago, and Israel can't figure out how to get them back, Haaretz reported on Tuesday. (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure they know how to get it back. They really apply themselves the way they do to other problems. Right. The Israeli antiquities authorities worried about getting the artifacts back. But also about where Trump might be storing them in his Palm Beach estate, <laughs> given that he kept government secrets in boxes haphazardly stacked in bathrooms, <laughs> in bathrooms and ballrooms.
0: Look, to be fair, that was a very fancy bathroom. It had a chandelier in it. I mean, how many bathrooms do you know that have a chandelier in them? I mean, those documents were pristine. You yeah.
1: Know, did you see? So <laughs> one source told Harrets they would be wouldn't be surprised if quote the items Israel seeks are are also eventually found in some bathroom. <laughs> I mean, it, you just, it can't get any worse, but it will.
0: No, oh, it will. It definitely will. Especially when he wins the <laughs> presidency again. It'll only get worse from there. Yeah,
1: apparently, I also just read this, and apparently he's still trying to get the documents back that his lawyers turned over.
0: Like, he still's not giving it up. It's still, like, just... just. He doesn't want to just
1: keep the ones he still has that he's going to be on trial for. The ones he already gave back, he wants the Library of Congress and the, the whatever... He wants them to give them back to him. He wants all of those documents back. Because they're his, he says.
0: Yep. Yep. No, absolutely. Absolutely. All these documents <laughs> that he illegally retained are definitely his. Um... Yeah, what a clown! What a, what a what a hilarious fucking! Oh God! All right, well, on that note, I think that does it for us this week. Um, but everyone enjoy their their Barbenheimer double feature this weekend. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, if you want to support the show, uh, rate and view and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can uh, follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/MoveLeftIdiots, SoundCloud.com. Uh, slash move left uh, sound of uh, freedom.com slash get tickets that's, that's another way you can support us um, <laughs> I hope that's not the real website I don't want to actually give out their website but uh, yeah no I'm on twitter at move underscore left and I'm on twitter at bike slutty yeah we'll see you next week